Welcome to the Unearthly Library, where all your nightmares come true. Come on in, weary traveler. You're just in time for a story. Tonight's story at the Unearthly Library is the terrifying tale of a woman who tells a lie and loses everything when the truth comes to light. Sit down, get comfortable as we read True Love. They say that you can speak what you need into existence, and so I suppose you have to be careful about the lies that you tell. It sounds like a simple lesson, but it's one that I've learned in the worst way imaginable. Have you ever said something without thinking? Have you ever hurt someone without meaning to? I mean, it happens all the time, doesn't it? It's, it's just a part of life, but you can't take it back. I never meant for any of this to happen. But she's on her way here now. She's only a few minutes away, and when she gets here, my life is over. In every sense. So, I'm letting you know. Whoever finds this letter, I'm telling you, you have to be careful what you say, and never tell a lie that you can't handle coming true. She's going to kill me. I wish I could stop her, but I can't. Please, just, just listen to what I'm saying. Be careful what you say. It all started with, well, Lorna. Lorna was the first name that came to mind when Jessie asked me on a date. Jessie was, um, well, I, I don't know. We'd never spoken, and she'd always kept to herself, so I knew nothing about her. Except for the fact that everyone thought she was a bit strange. I don't really know anything about her. And I didn't know what to say to her when she asked me out. I barely even noticed her day to day. People in the office used to joke about her having a crush on me, stuff like that, but it didn't seem real. I mean, Sometimes I thought that she might because of the way she'd look at me and stare at me over from her desk when she thought I wasn't looking, but I didn't think about it too much. I mean, who would? She'd never actually acted on it. She'd never done anything. I mean, she'd bring me lunch every day and, you know, sometimes she'd bring me cups of coffee, you know, every morning when I was arriving at work, but... I don't know, maybe I should have seen it coming, but I was never really the best at reading signs. So when she finally plucked up the courage to ask me out, I just panicked and made up a girlfriend. It sounds stupid because it was, um, but it was, it was a reflex, I guess. I just, I just panicked and made someone up. Her name was Lorna named after the cat I'd had as a kid, and we'd been together for a few years, according to my rushed and ridiculous lie. Jessie's face fell, her heart shattering before my eyes, and I felt awful. 
but I'd already told the lie and I had to see it through. So I just didn't say anything else. She shuffled away without another word, sniffling a little, and I tried to get on with my day, just hoping she'd get over it. She did not get over it. Jessie started talking to me more after our first conversation, seemingly emboldened by the rejection, and she was full of all these questions about Lorna. I was suddenly trapped in my lie, having to come up with reasons for why Lorna never accompanied me to office social events. I just told Jessie that she hadn't come out yet to her family, so she couldn't be out publicly. She asked me why I'd never mentioned her before, and I just said that we were very private. She asked why nobody else had heard about her, and again, we're very private. She started asking what Lorna looked like, and again, I just panicked, and I picked several aesthetics from thin air and pushed them together to create an imaginary girlfriend. The day after that conversation, Jessie arrived at the office with a freshly cut and dyed blonde bob and she was wearing a halter neck summer dress, just as I described Lorna. It creeped me out a little, if I'm honest, but I just tried to forget about it. Jessie was strange and kind of off-putting, but so far she was harmless. It was just a haircut and a dress. It was nothing to worry about. I mean, sure, she was a little bit scary, but nothing I couldn't handle. I stayed away from her and I tried not to look at her when she'd stare from her desk and I just hoped she'd get over it. As I said, she did not get over it. She asked me more about Lorna. She wanted to know everything. She wanted to know what she was like, what I liked about her, all the details. And I just, I just, I just kept spinning lies. I even took the opportunity to try and scare Jessie off, making up elaborate stories about Lorna's jealousy. I suppose I hoped that she would worry about Lorna coming after her, but she didn't seem to get the message. Every day she had more and more questions about Lorna, and I'd feed her lie after lie, watching her slowly emulate the girl. I I don't even know why I did it. I think I just hoped that she'd start to think that she couldn't compete with her, but instead she just tried as hard as she could to compete with her. She was trying to be this impossible girl that didn't exist. And then it got worse. It all came to a head a few months later. Jessie was buzzing around my desk asking questions for her attempts to live vicariously through Lorna. And I just, I just didn't have the patience for it. I shouted at her, telling her to leave me alone. I felt guilty straight away, instantly. She looked at me like a, like a sad puppy. She was crushed, just like she had been the first time that I turned her down, but, well, it had to be done, didn't it? She backed off after that, and I didn't hear much more from her. Just the same sad looks from across the office, but nothing more. Not hearing from her every day allowed her to fade back into the background. And as time went on, I forgot about Jessie and about Lorna. And I met Dawn. She was perfect. I was crazy about her the second we met. And that was... Well, that was something that I'll regret for the rest of my life. Dawn and I hit it off right away. We were inseparable. Everyone could see the chemistry between us, including Jessie. She was furious, storming around the office in a rage. 
shooting daggers at me every time she looked my way, but that was just the start. She cornered me in the office canteen, pushing me up against the wall with a sneer. What would Lorna say, she whispered, her fingers closing around my throat, her eyes manic. I'm going to tell her. I struggled against her grip, but she sank her fingernails into my flesh, pulling a yelp of pain from my lips. I'm going to tell her, she cried, her nails dug into my skin, blood trickling down her fingers as she tightened her grip. I choked under her grasp, her eyes burning into mine with a fury I'd never seen. The others pulled her back, throwing her to the ground as I fell to my knees, spluttering as a few of my colleagues rushed to help me. Jessie was spitting and screaming, restrained by a few of the bigger guys at the office, but they were clearly struggling to keep her away from me. She was suspended from work after that, but it didn't keep her away from me. I created a monster, I guess. Love, lust, or whatever it was that Jessie was feeling was intense. She couldn't stop herself. She started showing up at my flat all hours of the day. She didn't scream and shout like she didn't work. She'd just stand on the pavement across the road, staring up at the window for hours. No matter the weather, rain or shine, every evening. After work, she'd be across the road watching me. I called the police, but they'd just tell me again and again that until she actually entered my flat or hurt me, there was nothing they could do. So there she stayed, staring up at my window for hours on end. Her suspension of work was lifted, but she never came back to the office. She'd, uh, well, she'd just stand outside my flat. She started holding vigil outside the office too, just watching me. It was uncomfortable, unsettling, but for the most part, unthreatening, I suppose. I guess she got her violent urges out of her system and all she wanted to do was watch, so, after a while, it just became another part of my life. That sounds crazy, but, well, she just kind of faded into the background. I barely even noticed her sometimes. Time went on and Jessie just became another aspect of my life. She was just there. I mean, she was always watching, but that was all. My life moved on. I got a promotion at work. Dawn and I adopted a cat from the local shelter. Christmas was coming and we talked about getting a bigger place. Maybe taking some bigger steps together too, if you know what I mean. So we were supposed to be saving our money, but there was one rather expensive gift that I couldn't stop myself from buying her. I was walking home, the ring burning a hole in my pocket, begging me to ask the question when I saw Jessie. She was just across from the flat as usual. And I wouldn't have noticed. I almost didn't. But as I turned to close the door and head upstairs, I looked over the road and I noticed that she wasn't alone. I looked over the road 
and there she was, side by side with an almost identical woman. I opened the door again, glancing over, and there they were. Jessie, looking back with a big smile, and by her side, a stranger, who seemed almost familiar, but I couldn't quite place her. They didn't say a word, they just watched. And as I slowly retreated into the flat, I knew that they were still there. I sat by the window, watching them for the rest of the night, unable to escape the unease of them. Jessie hadn't bothered me for a long time. I mean, she was there, but that was all. Her new friend added something more sinister to the situation. She seemed so familiar. And she just stared up at me as I stared down at her, silence and suspicion between us. I must have fallen asleep at some point. I woke up and they were still there, soaked from the rain, watching my windows. The first snow of winter began to fall from the sky. They stayed through the storm, always there whenever I checked. Days passed. I went to work. I took Dawn for drinks, for dinner. We went shopping. Life went on again and Jessie, along with her new friend, faded into the background. I barely noticed them until this morning. Dawn was gone when I woke up. It was a Sunday, so neither of us had work. I walked around the flat, calling out to her, but the whole place was silent. I called her phone, but just went straight through to her voicemail. There was more silence as I hung up, wandering the flat again, checking places I already knew were empty as my heart raced. The silence was stifling, but short-lived. All of a sudden, there was a thud against the window. I rushed to the living room, but there was more silence, and I could see nothing out of the ordinary. Jessie was across the street as usual, wearing matching smiles with her new friend. They kept their hands behind their backs, staring up at me as usual. I looked down, trying Dawn's number again, sighing as her voicemail message began immediately. There was another thud against the window, and my eyes snapped open, watching blood drip down the glass onto the snow that gathered on the window ledge. I stepped forward, chilled as my heart pounded, watching as Jessie and her friend stepped back onto the pavement. I pressed my fingers against the glass, looking down at them, watching Jessie's friend pull her hands from behind her back with a grin. My stomach turning as I watched her raise Dawn's head above her own. That was when it all fell into place. I couldn't understand how. I couldn't understand why. But my lie was across the street. And that lie was holding my lover's head in her hands. I couldn't understand how or why. But Lorna was across the street somehow in the flesh, despite being fictional. I 
fumbled with my phone, trying to call for help, my eyes blinded with tears, the two girls walking closer to the edge of the pavement as my mind raced. I felt like I was losing my mind, but hey, maybe that's what I deserve. I did this. I don't know how, but I did this. I told a lie and now it's become the truth. I didn't mean to hurt anybody, but it doesn't matter. She doesn't care. She's already forced her way through the door downstairs and I can hear her. She's on the, she's on the staircase, she's on the way up here and it's not gonna be much longer. I didn't mean to hurt anybody, but it doesn't matter. Lorna is such a jealous girl. Now, off you go, traveller. That's quite enough stories for tonight, but come back soon for more chills and thrills at the Unearthly Library.